Hello. This is Skinny White Kid Talks About Movies, Episode 1, The Last Duel, a period piece for a different period. Hello, everybody. This is Kyle Pendleton, and this is the beginning of my podcast. It's not a film review show or long enough to be an actual podcast. This is a film theory show, or as many people like to call them on the internet, hot takes. And those are actually kind of the same thing, because it's normally expressing an opinion about something uh, that's relatively substantiated by the media or text or whatever you're talking about, whether it be the NBA or, I don't know, Spongebob. But normally kind of a crazy opinion. This is not dedicated to giving a hot take that's supposed to rile you up and send you on my comment section to send me an angry email. But nobody's going to listen to this anyway, so I don't have to worry about that. It's more to give you a, you know, fair assessment of something that I thought was interesting about a movie. So obviously, as the title said, this episode is about The Last Duel. So without further ado, I challenge you to a do-do-do-do-duel. The Last Duel is written by Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Nicole Hoffender. Directed by Ridley Scott, starring Jodie Comer, Adam Driver, and Matt Damon. I listed them in that order on purpose because Comer is the star of the movie in my mind, and probably most people who see its minds. It takes place in France, 1400s, so I'm going to refer to the actors and not the characters because everybody's name is Jean, um, and I don't want it to get muddled. I have a mild take on this movie. I loved most of it, and I think it's really Scott's best movie since Gladiator. No, I've not seen American Gangster. Definitely better than Exodus, Gods of Egypt, or The Counselor. I also think it could have been better, or at least the movie could have been modern. I titled this episode Period Piece for a Different Period to address the two extra-large and in-charge elephants in the room. This is a, a sexual assault drama, and really Scott's 83 years old, which is, that's old. And that's a recipe for disaster. On the bright side, I'm pretty sure this is the best we could have hoped for. Most 83-year-olds have terrible opinions on this subject. For example, I'd hate to see a Clint Eastwood movie about, the, about anything remotely related to what happens in The Last Duel. And there are 30-year-old directors that would screw this up. Here, Ridley Scott, Scott comes off slightly outdated in the way that he depicts sexual assault and violence. But you have to consider that he is responsible for some pretty iconic uh, feminist imagery in Ripley and Alien and also Thelma and Louise. And also for that potentially purposefully questionable scene in Blade, uh, Blade Runner. So there's good and the bad with him. It's kind of a coin flip, especially since he's 83. But I think he mostly did a fine job. But basically that's the crux of what this podcast is going to be out. In film, to understand the good, the bad, and how it's outdated, we must understand the current filmmaking trends. In film, the last 10 years and more so in the last 5, graphic scenes of sexual violence are being left out of stories related to sexual violence. And the Academy Award-winning Promising and Winning doesn't depict any violence and also completely avoids uh, potentially triggering words. And while if you watch that movie, I do think that if sexual violence is triggering for you, you will be triggered. I do appreciate that they're kind of changing the narrative, that it has to be these harsh words. That's more of a depiction of the emotions come after. And we'll get to what I think really Scott does. And so it's, but in The Last Duel, it's extremely jarring that this movie has two graphic scenes of sexual assault. The movie is frank, the violence is graphic, the sex is graphic, and the assault is graphic. It's, it's brutal. And at times, I've wondered if refraining from using words relating to sexual violence protects the people from watching a movie about sexual violence. Uh, but... <clears throat> I think it's still like I think it's still about being considerate and knowing the audience understands how bad it is. Scott kind of shoves it down the audience's throat, and 
Furthermore, my personal theory is that the brutality of assault scenes is related to the male gaze, which we're not going to go into too much, but the premise is, is I think directors have thought that sexual violence needs to be brutal in order to win over the male audience. I used win over on purpose because I don't think the brutality is made for people to understand the depravity of the act or the feelings of the assaulted. I think it's simply to define a good guy and a bad guy. And now we head into spoiler territory. The music, The movie uses its essay scenes to explicitly define a bad guy. Seemingly an obvious move, but I found it the most interesting part. The film borrows Rashomon's story structure, and Rashomon was a 1950 Japanese film directed by Akira Kurosawa and starring his longtime collaborator, one of the best actors ever, Toshiro Mufune. And Rashomon is a great film, and the reason a Best Foreign Language Film Oscar was created. Now the title's been switched to International Feature, and these two films have lots of comparisons between them, not only structurally, where there's different parts of the story told from different people's perspectives, but in content. Rashomon is also a sexual star story where each character tells their own narrative. And here's actually where I was most proud of the last duel. And I wrote this whole thing out, like, line by line, com- comparing, like, the the blow by blow of the movies. But what I'll basically say, in Rashomon, there's, there's more to what the stories are telling. In the sense that they're also looking for a stolen dagger, blah, blah, blah. But the essay takes the back seat. And... They, the, the villain of the movie played by Mufune, he kind of says that it was entirely uh, consensual, like, I believe, as far as I can remember. Like, it's definitely portrayed as them giving, like, equal right, weight to the truth. But, you know, ultimately, like, you should uh, believe women. In Last Duel, I was actually kind of impressed that the 83-year-old Scott had Adam Driver, who is the bad character in this movie, be so clearly bad in his depiction in this film. I was actually kind of proud of that, that when we get to his story, there's no question whether he's bad, and he even kind of admits it to uh, the minor character that Ben Affleck plays. And I thought that was, like, very, very interesting, that the movie came down so clearly on the side of the woman, which I was proud of. Now, the essentially what I feel about this movie is that the reason I feel like it should have come out 20 years ago or it's a period piece for a different period, the period I'm talking about that when it should have come out, that it would have done really well is like the 80s and the 90s. I think at that time, it would have actually been pushing forward how people view sexual violence in movies. But now, it's more regressive. That we've seen things like Promising Young Woman or The Assistant or a few other movies. That if it, when you're making a movie like this now, the whole movie could have entirely been from Jodie Comer's perspective. We don't necessarily need to see Adam Driver or Matt Damon's perspective on things. I thought it made for a really well-told story, and I liked how they did it, but just, like, conceptually, that we're past the need for to see the male perspective to have us substantiate the female perspective, is my point. That, like, the whole movie could have been Jodie Comer's viewpoint. And I think that would have made a potentially stronger movie. Oh, well, I almost guarantee it would have made a stronger movie because she is so good. I, did, I hadn't really seen her until Free Guy, but she really sold me in this movie, and I do recommend it if you can deal with graphic, like, things of graphic nature. If the story sounds appealing, well, you just listen to whole spoiler parts, so maybe when I get better at doing a podcast, so I will put that, this part at the uh, top. But, like, that's pretty much entirely my point is, and I'll sum it up one more time, is that this movie is made for men. The sexual violence scenes are to win over men, even though the conclusion is kind of pro-woman, it shows how bad her situation is. 
but it's like currently it's like the beginner's course in sexual politics. And it's things that women already know and men really should know. And maybe I'm being hopeful for you, but I think a lot of men are coming to this realization. So it would have been lauded maybe as groundbreaking in 1987, but right now it's kind of behind the times. And I think that's good that we've come so far. So I guess what I recommend is watch Promising a Woman, watch The Assistant, and also watch The Last Duel. But don't have too high expectations for this 83-year-old man. Okay, so skinny white kid signing off for the first time.